Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Training and Coaching Radio. And today is part two or day two of Million Millionaire Real Estate Agent Daily Schedule Secrets. I should have thrown the word secrets on there, but it's Millionaire Real Estate Agent Daily Schedule. So what we're going to be doing today is picking up where we left off yesterday when we were giving you guys the fundamentals of really um, how to create a schedule that's going to deliver results. And I want you to remember what the prevailing theme was from yesterday's podcast. And by the way, every day's podcast is that if you want ever increasing levels of success in your business and personal life, you really do have to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. Now, we did get a question on Instagram, Someone and you guys can follow us on Instagram. It's at Tim and Julie Harris. Um, someone is asking like, you know, what if I don't want to wait 20 years for, you know, the real big payoffs? Well, not everything, because I did use that as an example for how long it should take most sure. people to really accomplish a level of financial freedom. Mm-hmm. There are shortcuts, truthfully, and I'll tell you my favorite one that I've ever come across. It's EXP Realty. Um, you know, Julie and I've been in the business for decades and we've bought rental properties and we've built businesses. We've sold businesses. We've just done everything imaginable. We've developed real estate as limited partners and just done it ourselves, everything. And I've never seen anything um, outside of winning the lottery, I have to say, that is potentially as lucrative as eXp Realty is because of the revenue share program. I mean, not only is eXp Realty a great brokerage, it's great for new agents, seasoned, you know, veteran agents, agents that are up and comers. Um, best tech stack in the industry, the, you know, essentially a, it's an international brokerage over uh, 24 different countries now. And obviously United States and Canada, almost a hundred thousand agents. The fact is, is that you guys listening are in one of two camps. You're either uh, ready to join eXp Realty or you're eXp Realty curious, right? And one of the reasons that I think a lot of people are attracted to eXp when they realize that it's a great cap and they can make more money and there's profit or there's revenue sharing and there's, uh, you know, they get equity in the company, all the rest of it. But one of the big reasons is is uh, why they're joining with us is because when you join with us at DXP Realty, you also get advan- the advantage of being part of our DXP Realty group, which has a lot of benefits, including uh, being part of a coaching program and it doesn't cost you anything. So if you're interested in joining EXP Realty and you're looking to land the plane, choose an EXP Realty sponsor that's going to be very proactive in your success, I give you permission. I ask you humbly to consider Julie and I for the um, you know for the honor honorable role of being yes. your EXP Realty sponsor because that's truly how we feel about it. We'd mm-hmm. be we'd be partners with you in your real estate business in the I think the purest of senses. You know, partners in a literal sense. So do consider uh, choosing Julie and I as your EXP Realty sponsor. So you can scroll down below and there's a link where you can learn more about our EXP Realty group. It's called Why Liber- It's called Libertas, but the website is whylibertas.com. The, scroll, the uh, link is down below. Or you can just text me directly at 512-758-0206, 512-758-0206. All right. So today is part two of your Millionaire Real Estate Agent Daily Schedule. And here is where the work happens. We couldn't lay that all on them on the first part of the podcast series. We laid the foundation. So here we are with point number six. If you missed the first five, listen to today or to yesterday's show, rather. All right. Point number six, set a new pre-qualified appointment before noon every workday, ideally with sellers. Yes, you can do that. 
When you're doing number four from yesterday, furiously fast lead follow-up, this is going to be a lot easier to achieve. If you don't have enough leads to set appointments regularly, go back to number three in the plan and also get help from your premier coaching sessions with your Harris certified coaches. But at least the mindset, remember what your job is in real estate is to set new pre-qualified appointments virtually every day. Now, Will you do it every single day, five days a week? No, you will not. But if you have the mindset that that is your job to work towards achieving that before noon every day, you're going to do it more often than not. Why before noon? Well, you know, afternoon, we all know how that's going to go in real estate. Things will get away from you. You'll have other appointments, showings to set up, inspections, all of these things. So concentrate on doing it before noon. And then no matter what happens in the afternoon, you'll have moved your business forward. Would you agree with that? I would. And I'm going to share with you guys the, I, I think the kind of the, the process a lot of people go to. When you start deciding, well, I'm going to be a proactive lead generator. I'm start. I'm sorry of compromising. I'm, I'm sorry of looking. I'm done looking for shortcuts. I actually want to, you know, generate business that's going to result in a paycheck in the next 60 to 90 days. So when you start going through that process, then you're going to say, well, who do I contact? What do I say? That's what Premier Coaching is all about. But then it's all going to come down to numbers. And what do I mean by that? Well, the more, like say for example, you right now, uh, I challenge all of you, go to your MLS and look to see how many expired listings there were in your marketplace in the last uh, six months. I did uh, two uh, podcasts for other people on Friday of last week and for other you know podcasts and I challenged all their listeners to do the same thing and one of them was live and the number that they had, and this was somebody that professed that there weren't any expireds in their marketplace, it was uh, almost 2,300. I ever heard that, yes. Yeah, and that was the last 180 days. Now, what do we know? I'm just giving you guys an example. I'm trying to, you know, tune you guys into the realities that there's uh, opportunities all the way around, uh, surrounding you constantly. Well, here's why. Because a lot of you are stuck in this paradigm that you believe that you have to, you know, do a lot of social media. You have to do a lot of spending of money. You have to buy leads. You have to do all these other things and hope and pray that somebody's actually going to call you as a result of all your work. Well, they might. But let's do something that will directly result in you making uh, money. Call the people who have already self-identified uh, as being viable sellers. They've already raised their hand. They said, I want to ha- sell my house. You know, I'm willing to hire a real estate agent. I'm willing to pay real estate commission. And they, in many cases, know what the feedback's been on the house. They know they need to improve the price condition of the location, right? This is a great opportunity. Now, why is that not self-evident to all of you? Because you don't believe that the opportunity is there? Go to the MLS and look. Because you don't believe you can do the work? Trust me, you can do the work. It's not that difficult. Join Premier Coaching. Just go to premiercoaching.com. It's all available to you. So stop fighting with yourself. Uh, We already intuitively know, or you wouldn't be listening to our podcast, that the real work of real estate is what's going to result in real paychecks and real long-term success in the industry, but you have to earn it. There are no shortcuts ultimately. Very well put. I was recalling a podcast we did, I think a few months ago called uh, Don't Procrastinate Yourself Into Being Broke. There's too much waiting going on, waiting for your videos to work, waiting for your TikTok to work, waiting for your past clients to decide to relocate and call you, all of the waiting. So when you're proactive, the sifting and sorting is over. To your point, for sale by owners, expireds, probate, you know, they have their hands in the air. You don't have to go through a thousand people to find the one that actually has to transact. What got me thinking about that was the number of contacts, right? So if you're just sure. doing like, say, generalized contacts, and just be clear, 
Julie and I are huge advocates of proactive lead generation, which we talk about a lot on this podcast, and passive lead generation, which we also talk a lot about on this podcast. We think you should do both. We do think you should be doing the marketing, the branding, and the social media, but we want you to realize that those uh, passive activities, passive being you're waiting around to get a lead from the activity, is there, it should be uh, thought of as something to reinforce the proactive activity. So if you're calling an expired in a particular neighborhood that you want to get listings in and you've just mailed postcards or they've seen your signs from having done open houses or whatever, that is going to make it so that you will have a slightly easier time mm-hmm. um, you know, winning that listing from that expired seller. You guys get it? Now, the nature of how many contacts you have to make per day uh, depends on who you're contacting. So if you're contacting expireds, some of my great, uh, my expired hundreds, some of the ones that are really good at it, they can set an appointment after speaking with maybe two or three um, expired listings. Now, when you're getting started, the number might be 15, right? You follow our script, you follow our system, you're going to be nervous about it, you're going to have to go through all the steps, all the processes, you're going to have to do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do at the highest level. But over time, if you stay consistent with it, the number of contacts you're going to have to make, the number shrinks, the number shrinks, the number shrinks. So our best proactive lead generators, their mission, and Julie said it right, they don't necessarily do it every day, but their goal is to set one pre-qualified listing appointment every day. So they're going, they're setting a pre-qualified listing appointment that day, and then they're going on an appointment every afternoon. Now, does it work out like that? No. But at the end of the day, they're accomplishing a hell of a lot more than someone who's spending all their time making YouTube videos. Well, that's very well put. So there is a ratio to that if we wanted to be analytical. As your skills increase, the number of contacts you have to make typically decreases, assuming they do what you mentioned. It does matter what category you're making contact to. And the ultimate sort of uh, version of this, and this is where we go with all of our coaching clients, is that if you once you set one pre-qualified listing appointment, and it can't be a Mickey Mouse seller, it has to be a real have-to-sell pre-qualified listing appointment, Quality. right? Quality. If you choose to, you can uh, do something else. In other words, if you if you scheduled out two hours that particular day to make proactive lead generation calls, and the first contact you make is a home run because you know you set a listing appointment with them and they pre-qualify the whole thing. Uh, you, if you choose to, you can you know, go play Yahtzee sure. for the next two hours. It's up to you. Now, what will happen, though, in all reality, is you're going to be so charged up from having set the, that appointment. You're going to go back to the phones. You're going to go back to doing your, uh, your proactive lead generation. You will set more appointments. But psychologically, for some reason, for some people, personally, I did it this way. Mm-hmm. I mean, Julie Give and I- Give yourself a break. You've done the highest level of your job. Right. And what we, she, she and I would do is we would compete, honestly, we, just for fun, mostly. But, you know- Fun it makes win. it more fun. Right. Sure. So we both call, you know, we whoever sets the first pre-qualified listing appointment that particular day wins. <laughs> we have some of our coaching clients playing that game, actually. Yeah. They'll be on Zoom together and they'll, you know, they have each other muted, but they can see their faces and they can watch the chat and they'll race each other. Some of them actually put money into a kitty and whoever makes it to the end gets all the, I'm sorry, whoever sets the next appointment gets the money in the kitty. You, It doesn't have to be a grind is the point. Let, Julie, let's, to give fun. Some, let's give them some drill down on this. Some of you are competing in markets where there's teams that have hired a bunch of VAs or low-skilled people that are in some cases really pissing off the sellers because they're too, receiving mm-hmm. too many low-skilled calls. Well, and so what are you supposed to do? The answer is not do nothing. The answer is uh, you know call when they're not calling. And I'll give you, just write all this down to just remember it. It's kind of advanced coaching, but it's definitely true. Saturday morning is a golden time, but the best time to prospect is going to be when there's a combination of things. It's going to be the end of the end of the month or the beginning of the following month, or both ideally. When those end of the month, beginning of the month falls on a weekend 
And if it's over a holiday and there's, what, five or six times during the year where it's mm-hmm. like that, that is going to be a time where your competitors aren't calling and their VAs aren't calling. And you're going to be able to set a lot more appointments. Everybody, generally speaking, is going to be at home in a good mood, right? Yeah, Monday holidays are the best. Yeah, you know, for sure. President's Day, Memorial Day, Labor Day, stuff like that. But don't use, don't say to yourself, well, I'm only going to call on those, one, those days. Because no. if you operate like that, then you're never going to be good enough to even get appointments on the easier days. No, those but, are just the best days. Right, That's exactly. All. all right. So speaking of being proactive, point number seven, door knock or call at least one unrepresented seller, otherwise known as for sale by owners, each day. 100% of you listening can do this. You sell real estate for a living. They have a home to sell. Their phone number's on the sign. I mean... What could be more direct than that? And use our script, guys. It's not difficult. You know, hi, I'm Tim Harris with ABC or, you know, EXP Realty. And as you might be aware, we work with a lot of buyers in the area. And I see that you've got this great house for sale. I make it my uh, priority to, you know, preview every new listing that comes for sale and just get the conversation started. And then what you're going to discover when you're talking that for sale by owner, it's in the script. But Mr. Seller, I mean, this is a fantastic property. You know, you've done a great job marketing. You've done a great job pricing it. There's no doubt in my mind you can sell this property. But I'm just curious, why did you decide to sell this yourself? And what you're going to hear is you think they're going to say commission. They very rarely do. What they're going to say is they didn't know an agent and they had time before their actual, like before they're really under pressure. New construction done in four months. Relocation happens in 90 days, whatever. So they thought they had time to try to sell themselves and they didn't have a real estate agent in their back pocket. In those types of appointments, which will be, or opportunities, which will be 80% of the time with for sale by owners, are very simple to convert to uh, a seller. So Mr. Seller, you know, like I said, I 100% positive you can sell this your house yourself. I know maybe as a real estate agent, I shouldn't be telling you that, um, but it's true. I mean, you priced it well. You're, you know, the house is in great condition, great location, but I'm curious, why did you decide to sell it yourself? Well, I don't have to sell, you know, may, let's just say they say a commission objection. Okay. Well, I wanted to save the commission. Okay. Well, I respect that Mr. Seller. And if I had a great property like this myself and I wasn't a licensee, I might think the same way. So, but let me ask you a question. If I were to pop by with a buyer, a buyer that wanted to purchase the house at your price, closer on your schedule, and this buyer had no issues with the financing, no issues with the appraisal, no issues with the home inspection, no issues with the possession. In other words, this is the buyer you've been hoping for. And, Mr. Seller, the check I hand you at closing meets or exceeds your financial expectations. In other words, you get to have your cake and eat it too. Mr. Seller, if I could do all those things for you and I could prove it to you that I could, why wouldn't you list the house with me? And what they're going to say almost like 99% of the time is they're going to say, if you can show me, you can do all that. I would list the house with you. That is your game to lose at that point, dear listener. Yes. You're being a problem solver, right? And sometimes they haven't realized that you are the problem solver they're looking for until you use a great script showing them what you're really saying. You know, you did a lot of the script, not the entire script because that's part of coaching. But what you're really saying is, gosh, you might be able to do that. But in your mind, you're thinking, why would you want to? That's not the script. You're showing them if you can handle all of the hassles and take care of their objection, which is I wanted to save the commission, the check that you handed them at closing or the transfer they get to their bank after closing is the same or better than you could do on your own. Well, why wouldn't you go ahead and move forward listings? It I mean, just makes sense. But there's, right? there's other layers to that too. Like they don't realize all the Mickey Mouse that goes into trying to sell a house or maybe they do, but they don't want to do it. They don't want the legal liability. They don't want to deal with pre-qualifying the other agents with the buyers or even the, the other buyers. 
you know, and there's, again, depending on your market, they're going to discover that most of the people that are looking for for sale by owners aren't really the best buyers. They're the people that can't get financing. Mm -hmm. They're the people that, you know, again, can't get financing. So they're going to ask for owner financing. Maybe they're self-employed and they don't have verifiable income. Or a lot of cases are going to be agents, they're going to be buyers that aren't working with real estate agents because the real estate agents won't work with them because the real estate agents know that that the buyer can't really, you know, purchase because they can't get a mortgage. And so what you have this conversation, I just, I didn't give you guys a script, but when you sort of shine light on the fact that the seller, you know, letting them know that you know what they're dealing with, they're going to agree that if you can deliver to them the net result that they want in the form of money, again, this is a seller with this commission objection, they're going to list the house with you. And then you get it. Okay, so Mr. Seller, of course you'd list the house with me. So ideally, how soon do you want this property sold? And this is also, by the way, very similar to the script you use when you call them. And they're going to say, well, we need to have the house sold by, you know, some day in, you know, 90 days from now. 90 days. Wow, that doesn't give us a lot of time. So Mr. S- and then you go back to the script and you get them, you know, understanding the process and then you'll set the appointment and then you'll take the listing. Oh, Tim, there's so many people that are mailing things to uh, all these for sale by owners doing all the rest of it. I know, but there's nobody calling. And if they are calling, they're not calling at a high level. They're not really delivering a, uh, you know, essentially a script, a conversation outline, which is what a script truly is. That's going to be about the seller, not about, you know, you as an agent, all kinds of high level, um, frankly, professionalism that you're going to be introducing that seller to because you're using our content, our material, our training, our coaching. And then if you're doing this in person, and I will tell you, most of you will be more effective. It's not as efficient, but you'll be more effective if you go to a door than if you are calling them. Yes. Because you can read, you, everyone can read micro expressions, right? They can read yours, you can read theirs. It's going to be way harder for them to reject you or not give you, not answer, not answer your questions uh, if you're looking at them. And well, that's... Yeah. And there's a built-in objection handler too. If they say, well, you know, I've got 12 calls today. I can appreciate that. You must be tired of the phone ringing, but has anyone actually come to meet you? You know, I'm the only one on your doorstep right now. And so. another version of that is 12 calls. That doesn't surprise me. This is a terrific home. And then get back to it. Yes, exactly. Again, there's nuances to it. This is what you get in coaching. We can't do all of this on a podcast. But speaking of being proactive, point number eight, similar to number seven, different, door knock or call at least one expired seller listing per day with your pre-listing package. The best expireds do relist right away and almost always sell right away with a fresh approach repositioning of price in some cases, and upgraded staging or correction of negative feedback. Refer to our many podcasts about expired listings. And if you're a premier coaching member, find your expired script and get to work. It is similar to many of the parts of uh, the script that Tim just did with the for sale by owner script, but there are some little ins and outs. So that's another reason to join coaching. Just getting back to, I'm thinking FISBOs, right? So if you're, you can call FISBOs, one of our show sponsors is Red X. They do sell you guys uh, access to FISBO information for sale by owner, unrepresented owners in your marketplace. And the link down below, you guys can see it for Red X. That's a great source just to get all the phone numbers yourself. You don't have to get it yourself. But you can call them and uh, use our scripts and then set up an appointment to preview the house. Mm-hmm. And then when you're previewing the house, then you can actually pre-qualify them as you're going through the house and find out what, why they're selling it, what their time frame is and all the rest of it. Oh, and by the way, you probably do have a buyer for that house, added bonus, uh, benefit. Um, now, I did forget to mention, if you guys are interested in joining eXp Realty and you're ready to choose your sponsor, text me directly at 512-758-0206, 512-758-0206. I didn't mention that before. Or if you're just looking for more information about eXp Realty, the link is down below along with all of our show notes. 
Very well said. Point number nine, again, we're talking about your powerful success schedule. Speak with all pending clients, <clears throat> excuse me, pending clients with transaction updates every other day or as necessary based on your deadlines. Don't be out of sight, out of mind. Now, if you do have a transaction coordinator, be sure that they're on top of all of your pending files. Even with a TC, you should be speaking with your pending clients at least once per week. They don't like to feel delegated. They don't like to feel abandoned. In coaching, we teach you how to do a very professional, we call it the handoff script, when you are sending them to your transaction coordinator. You know, if you don't do that, we've had lots of instances where agents are like, oh my gosh, this client got really mad at me or they didn't ever call the TC back. Well, that's because they got some call from Sophia in your office that they've never heard of before. They don't know what the heck's going on. There is a way to do this so that they feel and they know that you are overseeing that transaction. And by the way, sometimes the worst time to tell them about your team is when you're trying to take the listing, because at yeah. this point, a lot of them have had bad experiences with team members from maybe other real estate groups that have you know fumbled the ball when they were calling, maybe even to uh, schedule a listing appointment. Mm -hmm. So be very, very careful about being overly braggadocious or proud about your big team because you'll be shocked how often that's a turnoff, especially with upper end sellers. That's so true. I'm glad that you brought that out. And that is uh, that conversation, that script actually is part of our uh, listing presentation where we're talking about, and again, this gets back to coaching. If you have a team, it's slightly different than if you don't have a team. How do you talk about teams? I remember you and I used to compete by talking about how we didn't delegate the responsibility. Well, Versus, we would delegate tasks, not the relationship. So the script essentially is, Mr. Seller, listen, I want you to, and we would show them the, our, our team members, right? But then we put our hand over the page so they would stop, you know, seeing Focusing. if they know any of them from high school or whatever, right? <laughs> yeah. And then we'd say, Mr. Seller, listen, here's what I want you to understand. And then you make eye contact with them again. And then you'd say, so we have staff. But we're not going to delegate. This is to sellers, right? And this is mostly upper end sellers because the lower end sellers didn't really care. The upper end sellers super duper cared. Mm -hmm. We're in, those these folks and our staff. They're there for us to delegate the things that we would normally have to do that would distract us from being of direct service to you. Why am I saying that? Because when you have a question, when you have an issue, Mr. High End Seller, you contact me directly. And I'll take care, I'll make sure my staff takes care of that. So you no longer have to worry about who's on first. Uh, you mentioned before your last uh, agent uh, had a team and you were constantly dealing with different assistants and didn't know what was going on in the file and everyone was kind of confused. That won't happen with us. Now, you can pull that level of service back just for your upper end clients, um, you know, assuming you have some, or you can even try it on your intermediate clients. Now, if you don't have a team, you do have a team. You have, for example, if you're at eXp Realty, you have transaction coordinators, you have title escrow, you can have pictures of those people because they do, uh, you're a home inspector. They do, in essence, act as part of your team. Aren't they part of the transaction? They are. So those people are part of your team. Maybe you choose to scale up and add your own direct sales staff. Maybe you don't. It's up to you. But just remember that little tip I gave you. The way the reason that Rob Johnson is one of the most expensive agents in Granite, you know, selling in Greenwich, Connecticut. Agents. What did I say? Expensive agents. Well, and well, well hand in hand, I suppose. Exactly. And Jade Mills <laughs> out in California yeah. and Frederick Eklund is because when you are dealing with them and you're uh, buying or selling in a, a particular price range, you're not going to be delegated. And if, again, if you make the mistake of thinking that your seller, that prospective seller is going to be impressed because you have a team, look at me, boom, boom, business owner. They're not going to be impressed. You're not going to get the listing and they're going to end up listing with someone with one assistant. Jade Mills, we had her on the podcast. This was years and years ago. And um, 
I asked her about her team and I remember thinking, well, this, she didn't answer right away. It was like this uncomfortable pause. And I thought, okay, well, I don't know why she's not react. Then she said, it's me, my daughter, if I remember correctly, and one person. And I asked her, and we started talking about that. And she said that in the current culture of real estate, remember, this is probably 10 years ago, maybe even more. It was not trendy to say you didn't have a team, right? It's trendy to say you have a team or you're part of a team. That's all it really is. But you know who cares about that? Agents. Consumers don't give a rat's ass. If you th- you're going out there, you know, beating your chest, bragging about your big staff, they don't care. Bragging so, about your well, big team. They don't well, care. Not only that, but it can actually be a turnoff if it's presented the wrong way. Well, yeah. Rubs and, them the wrong way. Like, they're already delegated. What, and, and in fact, we used to say that, you know, if we knew who we were competing against. In fact, they didn't even come to their own listing appointment, did they? See, you've already been delegated. Or how long did it take for you, once you contacted them about, you know, or filled out the form, how long did it take for them to follow up with you? Did Who followed up with you? Who set the appointment? All of that. All those little tiny details, especially as you go in the upper end price range, makes all the difference. And if you guys, you'll discover this. When you, again assuming you want to go into the upper end, when you're dealing with upper end, any kind of product, working with any kind of salesperson, you're buying an Hermes purse, you're buying a Ferrari, you're buying a really expensive anything, you never are delegated. You're always dealing with the actual person that's doing the, you know, the, the, the top drawer person. Mm -hmm. That's how it works when you're dealing in the upper end. If that's, that's the experience that upper end consumers are expecting. And so if they run across you and you're telling them about your, you know, your team and all these people you're going to be having service them, that's a turnoff. They don't want that. No, because every other part of their life, they have one go-to person that's very professional with them that they can count on. Think of a high-end hotel, concierge, one person. Yes, that's right? true. You guys getting it? So yes, this has nothing to do with the schedule, but hopefully it's- <laughs> It's all related though. It's tweaking your brains to realize that this business is far easier than you than a lot of people are hope or trying to sell you into believing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's far easier. This is the easiest business ever because you don't have to create your merchandise. It's called listings. There's always going to be a, a viable buyer or seller out there. There's always demand for what you're selling. You're stepping into a mature business system. That's, you know, the real estate industry. Don't make it so complicated. Just do everything in your power to spend all your best energies every single day uh, doing proactively generation. That's the main thing. Speaking of which, and some of this can be fun. Again, we're talking about your schedule. Point number 10, daily schedule things. Spend at least one hour working out. Going on a walk is okay, but taking a class at a fitness center is better. Why? Because group exercise is better for your business, expanding your center of influence. So try Orange Theory, CrossFit, Zumba, Pickleball is huge right now, or a hiking club. Somebody explained Pickleball to me yesterday. They said, it's kind of a sport, but really it's a social thing that you're pretending to sport. <laughs> well, all you'd have to do is see the people in our community that play pickleball to know that's not much of a sport. <laughs> I know, but you know, it's a good way to get to know people. It's very social. Yep. So number 11, meet three new people on purpose and talk about real estate. You can use meetup.com to find new organizations and meetings to join and focus on three different areas. Hobbies and interests, I call that stuff you like to do anyway, because you're more likely to actually do it. Business networking for the sake of networking. Charitable organizations. We've done podcasts on how to expand your center of influence, but this is so that you are expanding that center of influence. Maybe you only have 50 people in your database and you've already talked to all of them over the past 60 days. You need to grow your database and be talking with them regularly. 
be out in the real estate wilds talking about real estate. You probably will bang your head on some business and then you'll start getting addicted to it and talk about real estate all the time and stop being weird about being a salesperson. That's That'll be an epiphany. A light will go on. When you start giving yourself permission on a regular basis, like we were talking about the number of contacts. A contact with a converse, is a conversation with a de- uh, decision-making adult about you know, buying or selling real estate. You guys realize that when you go to the grocery store, when you're staying at line at Starbucks, when you're going to the dry cleaner, you're going to the car wash, you're going to school to pick up your kid, whatever, you know you're surrounded with decision-making adults constantly, right? So talk about real estate. You don't have to go up to them and say, hey, Bob, did you hear about the new listing? But once they realize you're an active real estate practitioner, they're going to ask you about real estate. Real estate is everyone's favorite topic forever. You know, it's funny. I I just had this vision of, you know, a lot of our EXP friends live here, you know, near us in the neighborhood. All of you guys wear your EXP polo shirts all the time because you're not weird about it, right? It's interesting. So you can do things to get people to bring up conversation with you. One of my coaching clients uh, in Florida, he wears his, uh, his polo, his branded real, real estate shirt all the time and just has coffee with people has real estate conversations nonstop, just having coffee all the time because he is not weird about talking about it. He enjoys talking about it. He is a problem solver. His ears prick up when somebody's having a real estate conversation near him. He goes over and talks to them, sees how he can be of service to them. Julie, Don't make it so hard. What else in life, just mm-hmm. think about this listeners, and I'll ask Julie, what else in life is uh, other than real estate or in addition to real estate is something that everybody pretty much always wants to talk about? Like, it's very difficult to come across somebody that's not at least uh, real estate curious, right? That's for sure. They're going to be wanting to buy or sell, something like that. They're curious about values if they own a home, you know, the rest of it. There are very few other things in life where you instantly have a connection with other humans because you sure. have that shared. I mean, Julie's talking about going to the gym so you then have, you know, Orange Theory or Pickleball in common. But guess what? What you definitely have in common with everyone, every place you'll ever go is going to be Real estate. I will say that uh, religion, mm-hmm. in a lot of cases, and um, sure. I'll say family stuff, mm-hmm. that's going to be one Raising of those kids. things. But think about it. There's so few things mm-hmm. that uh, bond all of us together that and it's universally true. I mean, you can go any place yeah. in the United States and people are going to want Eventually, at every dinner party, at um, every you know kid's softball team, there's going to be a real estate conversation that's going to come your way if you yeah. are not a, if you're not a secret agent if you're going yes. to be having it. And con- most of it is very positive, right? I think that because the market's been so hot for so long, it's easy to maybe lose sight of the fact that there's so many good factors. I'm working on a podcast right now. I think we'll do in two or three days that is all of the positive things about this year with regards to the housing market. You know, everybody has equity. Even if you bought like 18 months ago, you have equity. Yes, interest rates are higher than you would like them to be, but they're still not so high that people have stopped buying and selling. They, I, I read a statistic, and I won't go all nerd bag on you right now, but um, I read a statistic because everybody likes to freak out. All the, all the first-time buyers have been knocked out of the market. Well, okay, so statistically, first-time buyers make up about 32% of the market. You know what percent of the market still is first-time buyers? 28%. Jeez. Because they figured it out, Right. Do you know there's a refinance boom that happened in the past like 90 days and everybody says, well, who would refinance? Everybody's got three and three and a half percent loans. Okay, people that that bought in the past uh, six months of last year that paid higher interest rates. It's still good to go from 7.2 down to six and a half. There's still, you know, there's so many positive things. We still have appreciation. We have demographics on our side. And so why do I bring that up? Because that makes it easier to talk about real estate. 
You know, I remember during the housing crash, it was harder. It was more stressful when people were losing their houses, when they were suffering, when there was a lot of drama in the well, market. The, the now pre- it's positive. The prevailing point you're making yeah. is that when you're talking with homeowners in mm-hmm. particular, they're going to be wanting to talk to you because you're yeah. only going to have good news for them. Exactly. And they're going to feel good after talking to you yes. because you can just focus on what real estate locally has increased, inflated, depreciated by in the last six months. I mean, real estate on the low end is expected to increase in value in the United States. I realize there's not one market by at least 5%. But you guys are already looking in the MLSs, and I think you're realizing in many markets it's going to be double digits again. Yes. So you're looking at in many markets where people are going to have in excess of 50% equity in their mm-hmm. homes. You don't think those people want to be congratulated for being uh, so smart three years ago? Well, I'll give you an example. My uh, my premier, I'm sorry, my elite coaching client, Jeannie in Phoenix, she has figured out that, yes, where she lives, many people have their primary residences or their second homes because it's Phoenix paid off or they've got 50% equity. And they're, you know, this is like their fifth or sixth house or, and they've moved up, right? Expensive price range. Guess what they're buying? Guess what her marketing thing that's working is? She's sending postcards, emails, making calls, going on walks, being very social, talking about the advantages of buying a house for your college-age kid versus paying for all that expensive kind of crappy housing that's on college campuses. Because by the time that kid graduates in four years, think of the equity you are going to have in that house. You can give them the house. You can share the equity. You can sell it. You can cash out. You can do all these things. It's a beautiful thing because she's found that that's kind of a little niche for her and she's very comfortable talking about it. So as I said, don't be so weird about talking about real estate. That's right. So listen, guys, hopefully you have appreciated the elements of our past two podcasts with regards to the daily schedule. Now, in Premier Coaching, we actually, uh, with uh, the Real Estate Treasure Map, give you different uh, schedules. Some of you are going to be, well, first of all, physiologically, all of you are going to be more effective in the morning. Uh, then you are going to be in the afternoon. It's just you know the nature of it. You're going to be more yeah. rested. The hormones are going to be in balance. All the rest of it's going to be pulling in the you know in the right direction. The later on in the day, it's harder to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. But that said, some of you it's going to be impossible to do the real work of real estate in the morning. We've had uh, clients that have figured out how to uh, do real, frankly, focused, intense drill down work one day a week. Maybe it's just on Friday and uh, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's going to be, you guys get it. So you can figure it out, but our the suggested schedules we have are in Premier Coaching and you can get instant access to that. Just go to premiercoaching.com or scroll down below. And along with all of our show notes, you'll see a link to join Premier Coaching. Guys, thank you for keeping this number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.